you're back with another edition of Kent and the Steering Team. Yes, you are, everybody. We're back. It's normal uh, transmissions. It's Drew. It's Phil. It's Bianca. It's 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 the way the show was set up. We're back, but boy, did we have fun last week. You mean girl? <laughs> the girls had, well, we fun had fun last, last week. Yeah, the girls had fun last week, but Drew and I had fun last week because we listened to it and had a great time not doing much podcasting the first time in many, many, uh, many, well, three years, essentially. Um, it was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> it was very strange. It was it was strange, but it was nice because I enjoyed it and I thought it was great and I thought that everyone did a great job. Bianca, you did a mega job um, hosting it. I thought that Carmen did a great job um, being Carmen and being there to, to kind of back you up alongside and I thought that Sarah did a wonderful job from this side. I was watching her actually record the, the podcast live and that was wonderful to watch and I thought that she did an excellent job and I think she should have all the confidence in the world with her abilities and Audrey man what a what a debut by Audrey that was fantastic she was incredibly, so funny incredibly deserving of her sick Kent of the week last week absolutely was now speaking of sick Kent of the week Kent um unfortunately isn't with us this week he's actually off in Scranton PA Watching the, um, well, reeling from the presidential debate, first presidential debate, um, and awaiting the return of Joe Biden to his hometown. Anyway, on with the show. Yes, so this is um, yet another edition of this show, and on this show we will be talking about said presidential debate, not democratic debate, Bianca, just remember not presidential democratic debate, debate. Again. yes. It was, yeah, I watched democratic the- debate. Because I just remember the hashtag Dem Debate, and I thought it was a really good hashtag. Well, now it's Prez Debate. <laughs> now it's Prez Debate, yes. Well, in fact, actually, I think because it's it's a debate for the masses, so I guess there you could it call is. it the mass debate. <laughs> True. I was, I was thinking it as you <laughs> said it. Bloody hell. Um, look, look, I, I actually anyway. think that is the most appropriate way to... Yeah, um, yeah pretty much, actually, to, though. ...to describe this. Um, before we dive into it all, we, we are going to analyse... Oh, my God, it was, wasn't it? We was we are going to analyse the whole thing. Now, we're, we we had this discussion beforehand about how do we how do we uh, preface the, this episode with um, with the intention of being unbiased or biased or what, whatever it is but at, at the end of the day we're here to we're here to analyze it we're looking at the pros the cons and everything in between and unlike our um, our little debate that we've watched we are not going to be talking over the top of each other every 30 seconds or at least we're going to try not to and the most important thing that anyone takes out of this debate is that they keep themselves well informed, those of you in the US particularly, and that you go and vote. And we'll tell you Absolutely. again at the end of this episode, go and vote. Get now, informed and do it. Can I just now, quickly um, say, we we're hmm. talking about not being biased, but the more I'm reading this transcript, the more I'm like, I can't. As I said it, while we were discussing this earlier, I can't be non-biased to stupidity. When it's outright stupidity, I can't and, make it sound thing because it's just some and, of this stuff, man. And that's but, the but thing, Bianca. Like, but that's no. Yeah. Go on, go on, Drew. Well, well, that's the thing. Right? We're going to get into that. The the fact that it is very hard when there was such stupidity going on in there. Um, would you be able to send us the transcript? Because I actually have some curiosities about it that I'd like to. I've got the, I've got myself the transcript. As You've well. got it. I'll pass um, it on to you, Jojo. 
Yep. Now, um, uh, look, look. Uh, just again. So, my touch on the idea of, of being unbiased. I'm absolutely with you, Drew. Um, however, my view of it is <coughs> to clear my throat. Um, <laughs> uh, my view of being ah, unbiased you, isn't isn't that um, everyone will be treated kindly. It's that everyone. No. Will, everyone. I, I. I will insult the parts which I think deserve <laughs> to be insulted. Um, as in basically not carrying out uh, correct debate um, manner, I guess, um, would be one area that I'm going to insult. So anytime someone insults someone or um, talks over or out of turn, I will insult them for incorrectly debating. Mm. Um, anytime uh, someone incorrectly um, states fact or uses a, um anecdote incorrectly, I will call them out for that as well. So... If one side does that more times than the other, that's not my fault that that's the case. That is me calling out, you know, an indiscretion, basically. So if you're from either side of politics, now to be clear, I'm not a fan of either of the um, um, candidates. Options, yeah. I'm not a fan of either. I do quietly have my preference, but I'm not a fan Of of either one. Um, you know, basically you have to come down on, on one side of the line and I, and I know what side I'm, I'm coming down on. Um, but that doesn't mean that I will be, um, impartial, you know, oh, sorry, that doesn't mean I will be partial to one side rather than the other. I will, I will be as impartial as, as possible, um, in my review or our review of this. And yeah, if, if someone mm. fucks up, I'll call them out for it. And I do mean that just, you know, to give a quick example before we go into it, if someone, i.e., um, the man who was standing on the left side of the stage, um, stage were left to or... <laughs> stage left, not our left stage left was to bumble their way through a fact and actually give it, um, have to repeat the numbers because they get it wrong the first time. Um, therefore removing the punch or the impact of said fact, then I think that is a failure. And um, an example of me being impartial to, to um, or, or, or being, you know, attacking the other side, as in the man on the right side of the stage, um, his right side of the stage, um, would be to say that someone that talks out of turn and over someone else to the point where the um, moderator has to tell them to be quiet because they're being childish, essentially. Um, I will call that out for being a fucking idiot, basically, because that's what was happening in that moment. So that's what I mean by I'll, I'll be um, totally fair and in, and call both sides out for being um, poor at debating, basically. Okay, should we yep. get started, T? Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. would you guys like to start off with the first question? Absolutely. Let's do that. I've also got my fact checker here as well. I'm having to switch between tabs because of my phone because my computer doesn't have internet at the moment because... Uh, Reasons. Yeah, let's begin. Go for <laughs> uh, the first question of the evening that we'll be looking for, looking at is President Trump, you nominated Amy Coney, ba- Coney Barrett over the weekend to succeed the late Ruth, Ruth Bader Ginsburg on the court. You say the Constitution is clear about your obligation and the, the Senate to consider a nominee to the court. Vice President Biden, you say that this is an effort by the president and Republicans to jam through an appointment and what you call an abuse of power. My first question to both of you tonight, why are you right and make the argument you make and why is your opponent wrong? Uh, And where do you think the Justice Barrett would take the court? So President Trump went first because he is the current president. Uh, 
and go, boys. What did you guys think? Um, okay, okay, okay. On this one, <clears throat> no, I think it's, I think it is interesting because so Trump had some very good points here, which his term goes for four years, so therefore it is his right within those four years to to, to pre- basically rule and, and make decisions and mm. be the president. And I completely agree with him 100%. I absolutely agree that his term does go for four years. So technically, he is well within his right. My issue now with this comes about, one, um, because of something that the Republican Party um, did uh, exactly on this issue several years ago. In, in fact, four years three ago. and a half years ago. Four years ago, essentially. Yeah. Um, and created a principal rule. Not a law, but a principle rule that had to be followed and was respected by the Democrats at the Republicans' request. So that's my first counter-argument to that. The second one being that any um, actual decision on a justice will mean that it will happen because of the time it takes it to, to go through, will actually come about after the election. So if it happens after the election, I do not think it is a president's right to um, make a decision like that if there's a president-elect um, waiting, um, basically being sworn in in January or February, so I'm not sure. But essentially, I don't think it is anymore the president's right to make such large or um, historic decisions like that. So I think that Trump is then therefore wrong on that point. Two, the, the, the my first point was actually... Um, about the fact that the uh, the last election we had a, a similar situation where I think there was a retiring justice. Um, and to emphasize, the, though, um, it wasn't... This is... Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, rest in peace. Uh, how many weeks are we before the election? Eight or nine? Uh, something like... No, yeah. Less. But, yeah. Less than that, I think. The election is November... Five? No, 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 We're five weeks out. Yeah, five yeah. weeks out. Yeah. Yeah. This happened five weeks out from the election, or six weeks out when she passed away. The Republican precedent, which keeping in mind that American laws, even though there aren't laws, they're American laws because there are so many states, their laws run on precedent. Mm. So once you create the precedent from thence, from then onwards, that is the law is the way that their government tends to work. That's why you can use mm-hmm. old old uh, court cases. If you ever watch any American drama, you can use old court cases to say why someone's guilty in a new court case. Mm. Saying like, you know, because this happened in this one, it was the same situation, therefore they are guilty now. But so because of this, there is the precedent and the Republican one happened 11 months, he declared his retirement 11 months before the election and the Republicans kicked up a sink and made them wait until the, the election. Democratic party and, and the Democrats said, okay, yeah, the fine, Democrat, we, we respect that in our final year, we're in the final year of our term. We respect that we're in an election year. Therefore the decision shouldn't be made in election year. Now it's come up again. And the Republicans are saying, absolutely. It is our right to do it. And we're going to do it. Now. I think that's just foul play. Now it doesn't matter if you're a Republican or not. If, if you cannot see the hypocrisy of this, if you cannot see the indecency of this, if you can't see the um, unfairness of this, if you can't see the um, distaste of this, you're an idiot, essentially. And I, now I'm, I, I'm, I'm actually not trying to insult you here. I'm just trying to, again, 
be use the facts and basically call it out for what it is because that's what we have to do um, on this again it's not my president it's not my anything it's not up to me i'm just calling what i see and essentially if you can't see the hypocrisy of it you are an idiot because there is an absolute dead set level of hypocrisy here um on a whole new scale essentially um uh, and not just that though but so the usual process takes about seven weeks to do at a rush i think the fastest one to ever happen was in three weeks um i don't think it's going to be able to get as in swearing a new justice or electing a new justice um and now i don't think that's going to be able to happen in three weeks i think it will take seven weeks which again puts us over the date of the election which therefore it is not the president's right to do so again i think trump <clears throat> made the the outstanding call that in his four-year term he can do what he needs to do in his four-year term i agree however as bianca made the point there's precedence <laughs> and precedence tells us that this is hypocrisy and can't be done yet they're somehow doing it anyway so i think that that is not correct and i don't think the president should be able to do that um especially one as chaotic unfortunately as trump drew um i agree with you 100 percent on the point that y yes he made a very fair point that he had four years and he's got this time to do it and again yeah he absolutely should not be um should not be able to be in the position where he can make the choices that are happening after his after his term is potentially you know over and done with however Sadly, there is precedent for this because, what, about four years ago, mm -hmm. Obama was doing the same thing, making decisions and getting things set in place that were going to be enacted right after Trump got sworn in. Because he knew one way or the other he was leaving and he was guaranteeing certain things to happen after he left. So it's mm -hmm. not like this hasn't been done before. That doesn't excuse it. It, more than anything, it just makes it disappointing because Trump has purported for the last four years, at least closer to six years now, with all the time he was running for the job, um, that he would be better, that he would do better. He would do this, that and the other. And once again, uh, something that you and I have spoke about many a time is that he is disappointing because he doesn't live up to what he says. Yeah. And this is a classic case of that and and to me it became the fact that this was the first piece of this debate was nonsensical because at the end of the day biden made the point he said we have no problem with this candidate that you've put forward she is like we have nothing against her if anything, Trump's making this big push that he's chosen her and he's working so hard to defend her, but no one's really fighting him here on it. Obviously, um, there would be people out there that are, and I've read some stuff floating around over the last few days of people bringing up reasons why she shouldn't be placed as the candidate. But for, for someone to be making a fight at the very beginning of this damn thing, there was no need. No. There was no need. And um, also, I want to know who this professor at Notre Dame is that was respected absolutely. by all. Who said she's the single greatest student. Who is that? You can't say this without being able to back it up. This is this is that smoke and mirrors effect again and again and again. And, but go on. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was, I was just going to say that um, Trump has a very... Um, 
Again, this is this is purely based on watching him in all other press conferences. This isn't oh, yeah. isn't my own opinion. This is what he literally does. He has a very good system of make a claim with no actual source, mm. say that either someone else said it or that many people have said something. Um, then when you get called out on the fact that are you when Trump gets called out on the fact that no one ever said that and what's his proof that someone said that, he can just turn around and completely disown what he's literally just said and say no no I didn't say. That I'm just quoting what someone else said. I heard someone else say that many people have done this. He creates basically a chain um, from nowhere. Yep. And therefore he has no kind of um, burden of proof, essentially because it's not his problem, because someone else said it. Um, ex- exactly. Can, can we also, just for those of you that want to have a bit of fun with this, can we just point out that when Trump first answers that question, it is the first use of many in this debate of the word phenomenal. Oh yeah! If well, you I'm drank Billy. every time he used phenomenal, oh, you'd be I'd, out I'm, of it. I got about twenty minutes in and realized that this hour and a half debate could be the greatest drinking game we could ever play. So I have every intention of going through the transcript and setting up some basic rules for a drinking game for it. Um, look, just quickly before we move on, you know how you were talking about the precedent of Obama in his last year making all those yep. things. That's yep. not just Obama. So in America, unlike in Australia, you can only ever serve for a maximum of two terms. You can't serve longer than eight years. Now, Mm -hmm. there is a very, very widely known tradition within the United States that's basically, and I'm pretty sure, I know Obama's not the first president to do this, but I don't know how many others have done it exactly. But presidents who finished their second term, they cannot run again for election. No. At all. Mm-hmm. So no. that election year is even crazier because you've got the Republic debates, you've got the Democratic debates, and then you have the presidential ele- debates. Yeah. So basically, the last year of second term presidents is just a free for all. It's whatever mm. you wanted to do that you couldn't get done because you needed to, you know, keep people at bay for your to be nominated yep. again for the, in the next election. It's like you don't have to do that anymore doesn't matter it's your end of your second term you can do whatever the fuck you want so i i understand what you're saying like it was a precedent set by obama it it was a precedent set by a lot of politicians the fact Mm. that trump isn't in the end of his second uh term is why it's very odd that he's trying to go after this and trying to declare it now but in saying that um, I do think the fact that they respected the fact that they weren't going to nominate someone into Supreme Court at the end of Obama era, that they should just be like, well, if this is the end of Trump era, let's not let's hold off because we did that last time. And unfortunately, yeah. Trump doesn't work on that that view. He doesn't work on fairness or anything like that. And again, that's not being biased. That's well, neither does the, the Republican Party because the, the Republican Party don't want. The Republican Party want um what's her name in Amy something? Mm. They want her Amy in Tony Barrett. Yeah, because yeah. they're trying to get Rovers Wade knocked out. And Rover and, and she's very pro life. Um Absolutely. Which is why a lot of feminists are like freaking out over the fact that she's getting elected. Or she's being nominated. So like I read somewhere I, I read somewhere that um I read somewhere something along just along those lines, Bianca, um, not about the feminism thing, but about the um 
the uh, precedence and, and, and all that. But basically, so so in any other instance in the U.S. history, history of the U.S., I should say, um, never has someone been sworn in, in the, into the justice in the, the last year of a presidential um, term. Um, that's never happened before. Um, so yes, it's a... Um, Yes, it's a, a principle that was brought about by the Republican Party, a principle by the Republican Party um, against the Obama administration, um, asking for fairness, in which they then respected. It is one that it has also just never had to have been an issue in the in any term before, and now we've got one in, in back-to-back, basically, election years for the U.S., which is very unusual, but also, yeah, it's what the way it is. But again, so Trump doesn't work on... He, he is in some ways doing what he said he would, which is not respect or run by politics or history of politics he would run it as a business in some ways um you know somewhat pig-headish headedly i'm not saying trumpism saying in terms of a business sense basically being all gung-ho and and less kind of respectful of past traditions purely for the bait um you know on the basis of that this is good for a business kind of thing so that's kind of the, the logic behind it and i and i do get it but nonetheless there's a precedent set and that's the way the u.s law says as bianca um, or runs as, as Bianca made the point. Um, second question, Bianca, what was the second question? So here's the quick confusing part. So at the end of Joe's two minutes, Trump mm-hmm. and Joe Biden got into a bit of a, one of the many kerfuffles in which Trump started talking over Joe Biden and then things got a bit mm-hmm. hazy. So from what I can understand from there is that it goes briefly to open discussion because I think Wallace couldn't control them. And then... It does go into open discussion. There's two minutes each, and then there's a 15-minute open discussion. Ah, okay. So then it's open discussion. And open discussion is obviously about COVID. Um, talking about... Uh, that's when they started talking about the election and, you know, who, how long does Trump actually have, you know, power for. A um, lot of, lot of things. And by the way, 200 million, 200,000 people have died on this, on his watch. Yeah. So that's when Biden starts to get confused. Um, mm-hmm. One of the many times. Uh, well, so- he, um, well, he does outright state that he, right now, he is the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. What? It stops with him because he's the leader. Right True. now, I am the Democratic Party. And they're well- going to dominate you, Joe. You know that. Well, 7 million people have contracted COVID. Trump, Joe, you've had 308,000 military people dying because you couldn't provide proper health care. So then they go into that. Um, Late on the draw. The next question. Here we go. Next question. We're going to talk about more. For Christ's sake. No, seriously. They just keep talking (laughs) over each other. This is very confusing to read. This is like, where it, okay. it's very childish. It is very childish, and I don't really know, because then Wallace is screaming about ending Obamacare. If I may ask that question, so Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is so sad for Wallace. He keeps trying to ask a question, and Trump keeps interrupting him. This is, mm-hmm. this, this is why it's really hard to figure out who's asking what questions. I'm very sorry to our audience. Um over the last four Actually, years. No, hang on, hang on, Bianca. Bianca, now I'm going to interrupt you. I'm oh going to basically God. do the thing. <laughs> um, I just just want to quickly. Uh, this is a this is a quick back and forth between Chris Wallace and 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 um, 
President Trump, basically, and and then Vice President Biden as well. All right, gentlemen, Mr. President is what Chris Willis says. Um, you would have been in much later, Joe, much later, President Trump says. Mr. President, Chris Willis says. We're talking about two million people, President Trump says. You're not going to, you're not, Biden. You're not going to be able to shut him up, Vice President Joe Biden says to Chris Wallace. Mr. President, as the moderator, we are going to talk about COVID in the next segment, but go ahead, Chris Wallace says. Let me finish. The point is that the president is also opposed to Roe versus Wade. That's on the ballot as well. That's on the ballot as well, and the court. In the court, and so that's also at stake right now. And so the election is all, Vice President Joe Biden says, you don't know what's on the ballot. Why is it on the ballot? Why is it on the ballot? It's Biden. not on the ballot. Because you've Donald said. Trump. You've said. <laughs> it's on the ballot in the court. I don't think so. In the court. There's nothing here happening there. Donald, Donald would we you just be just... quiet for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know her view on Roe vs. Wade. You don't know what, um, you don't know her view. Well, uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's talk. We, we've got a lot to unpack here, gentlemen. We've got a lot to unpack here. Um... Uh, we've got a lot of time on healthcare, and then we'll come back to Roe vs. Wade. All right, says Joe Biden. Mr. President, the Supreme Court will hear a case a week after the election in which the Trump administration, along with 18 state blah, 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 to over, overturn Obamacare. That's right, says Trump. You have spent the last week, Chris Wallace says, because they want to give good health care. If I'm asking questions, sir, good health care. Over the last four years, you have promised to repeal Obamacare, blah, 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 blah. No, yes, no, have, you missed the best part of, of it. He goes, if I may ask oh, yeah. a question, sir, go ahead. Good health care. <laughs> yeah, good health care. And then there's no, cross the and, and then we get to this part. And then it goes, um, yeah, so, um, but you have never in these four years come up with a plan, a comprehensive plan to replace Obamacare. Yes, I have. Of course I have. The individual mandate. Then there's crosstalk for a little while. When I finish, I'm going to give an opportunity. Excuse me, I got rid of the individual mandate, which was a big chunk of Obamacare. That's not comprehensive. That's not a comprehensive place. That That is Fine. absolutely a big thing. And then, did I ask, sir? Chris, the worst part of it, it just gets it goes on and on and on. Like, Sir, honestly, you're debating I'm, I'm, him, not me. Let me ask my question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll <laughs> ask Joe. The, it just it, it is hilarious here. I actually because, love you know, that part. Well, I'll ask Joe, and then Wallace goes, "No, <laughs> that's yeah, well, not the I, point." What I love, I, I think there should be a drinking game. The amount of times that Chris Wallace, purely on a one sentence basis, had to say "Mr. President" as a way of shouting down Donald Trump. "Mr. President, Mr. President," <laughs> like this isn't addressing him as in "Mr. President." Let me ask you a question. It was "Mr. President" as in "Oi, shush." Um, again, I'm not making this up. I'm reading this. Like, look at the, the, the timestamps on this. 1105, 1105, 1107, I'm the moderator of this day debate, and I would like you to let me ask my question, and then you can answer your Trump. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. You haven't let him go ahead. Oh dear. Oh, we're not even at some of the best parts yet. I know. Honestly, so, the three of us could have just reenacted this whole thing for the for the episode today. Oh God. We, we should. We should have. That would a be dramatic. Just I, quickly, then. Just. I think we'll do it when, when you get home as a special treat. <laughs> Yeah, we'll it's almost like a, um, a cereal or something like that. Uh, oh, just quickly, 
just quickly, the fact that... So, again, um, this is what I mean by I'm not being biased, but come on. So, but he, he hasn't even got his conditions? questioned out yet. You, in the course of no, these no, four years, have never come up with a comprehensive plan to replace Obamacare. And just this last Thursday, you signed a largely symbolic executive order to protect people with pre-existing conditions five days before the debate. Sir, my question, sir, is what is the Trump health care plan? <laughs> all right. Well, first, I'm, uh, first of all, I guess I'm debating you, not him. But that's okay. I'm not surprised. Like, seriously, Trump. <laughs> Okay, he so, goes okay, after so Wallace. Just, can we can we just let's highlight just... the point right there that Wallace is from Fox News, the only real news that Trump watches. Not just that though. No, he also watches OAN, which is um, an incredibly um, oh right wing white supremacist news network. Um, but but I'm not being biased here. I'm just telling you what they literally are, and and yep. therefore you can make any connections that you want to. I'm not not saying anything about Donald Trump here. I didn't even mention his name until just now to say that how much I'm not mentioning him. I'm just telling you, the president watches an incredibly right-wing news network who are openly right-wing about their news network, by the way. Um, so you can make your call. I'm not saying anything. I'm not insulting him. I didn't say anything. You, you can call what you want. But, okay, so Trump's... The fact that Trump's response to the question... Again, Chris Wallace was a, it was a very matter-of-fact question. It is literally, they're all facts in there because he's the moderator. He can't be in there with opinions. Even though he's from Fox News, he can't be in there with opinions because it's got to be neutral. Because otherwise the Democrats can cry foul or the Republicans can cry foul. Mm -hmm. So let's just ask, answer, let's read that question again, Bianca. Let's go. So you, in the course of these four years, have never come up with a con comprehensive plan to replace Obamacare. That is a fact. That is one of Trump's... Um, uh, his election promises was that he would repeal Obamacare and come up with a new policy. Mm -hmm. It was going to be a worse policy, but let's be honest, um, Biden no doubt wants to repeal Obamacare too and make something worse as well, except keep the name Obamacare. Um, because he is also not... He, is he like Trump, is not in favour of universal healthcare. Did you notice um, how he kept calling it by other names as well? Even he yeah, couldn't bring himself to say Obamacare. No. <laughs> um, so, um... And just this last uh, Thursday, um, and and just this last Thursday, you signed a largely symbolic executive order to protect people with pre-existing conditions five days before this debate. So uh, this debate, debate. So essentially, we are three and a half years into Trump's four years, and only now he's starting to make some headway with it. Remember, it was one of his biggest kind of talking points for the first like year and a half, and it kind of disappeared when he could never come up with a plan. So here we are now, we're at this stage where there's absolutely nothing, and he's still only just signing things. Um, what's ridiculous then is the fact that, so again, Trump, baseless with no facts, turns this thing around. Instead of answering the question... He turns facts, it up onto Wallace. He uses, uses, exactly. So, so, so instantly we can see. So again, if you disagree with my point, write in... Send us a voice message, whatever you want to. You can completely disagree with me with this analysis here. That's what it But so for. Trump then, but then you can see that Trump here disagrees with the question, despite the question being literally fact. At no point did he say you did a shit job. No, at no point did Wallace say you haven't done anything. At no point did you say, you know, you've just been useless. At no point did you say you actually haven't repealed Obamacare at all. He doesn't say anything at all. Doesn't say anything like that whatsoever. But... We go to Trump then. Well, first of all, I guess I'm debating you, not him. But that's okay. I'm not surprised. Let me just tell you something. 
There's nothing symbolic. I'm cutting drug prices. I'm going with favoured nations, which no president has the courage to do because you're going against Big Pharma. Drug prices will be coming down 80 or 90%. You could have done it during your 47-year period in government, turning to Biden, but you didn't do it. Nobody's done it. So we're cutting healthcare. So if you're a Trump fan, please explain to me here. From I'm not a Trump fan and I'm not a Biden fan, but explain to me mm. here. Tell me. Tell me here. How on earth does Trump making claims that have never come true um, at all basically dictate or create um, um, legislation or anything like that? Um, I say that in the, the context of he's saying drug prices will be coming down 80, 80 or 90%. 90%. They've never come down 80 or 90% before. Why the fuck would that change now? And now I understand what he's saying in that he's going to go against big farm. He's going to go against kind of like big government signed um, organizations or, or anything like that. How? But it's never happened before. And not just that, though. Not only has it never happened before... And that's the point Trump's making, is that it's never happened before, so he'll be the first person to do that. But all these other claims where he's said, I'm going to go private or something like that, um, I'm going to make something be slashed 80 or 90%, or I'm going to bring the prices down drastically, or I'm going to make the world a better place by doing X, Y, and Z. None of that has ever happened, even though he's made the claim that it will happen. He's so never come through. how can you believe that this will happen? Well, he's never come through with it. It's all smoke and mirrors. You can say, I could tell you that I'm going to win... $40 trillion next week, just you watch. And when it doesn't happen, I could say, I never saw that. That's <laughs> fake news. Which is Trump's policy, is make a bullshit claim, have nothing happen, say you never said that, and if they say we have recorded evidence of you saying that, turn around and say it's fake news. Fake news. How, how, how as a, a Trump fan or supporter can you justify this when even you yourself have seen that? Especially in the context of... Um, Basically saying the president always means what he says and then when he says something and then turns around and says it's fake news and then we ask the question Why do you say it then or how is it fake news? You then turn around and say no He didn't mean what he said when you literally just said beforehand. He always says what he means um, So my point here then to you two then Bianca yeah. and Drew yeah. As the president do you think that he's done a good job and do you think that in the context of this question and his answer do you believe his answer? And, uh, yeah. Is he doing a good job and do you believe his answer? Bianca, do you want to go first? Um, no, I don't think he's doing a good job and no, I don't believe his answer because I, there have been no promises that I've seen that Trump make that doesn't directly benefit himself that he's kept. And whilst he has made a lot of massive moves in the world and obviously when you're that powerful and you say enough things, maybe something miraculous is going to happen, which occasionally it has for him. But I don't think that anything that he's done has actually been on purpose because he's failed enough times to see that, you know, he doesn't actually have a plan. He's just making this up as he goes along. But then again... Mm -hmm. He sometimes gets it right. Like, he did create actual talks with North and South Korea or something. Like, it was a big deal that happened, I remember, with the Koreas. He has never, ever come through on purpose. Why would he come through now? What what precedent? He doesn't have any precedent 
to prove that he's actually capable of what he's talking about. Um, actually, Bianca, sorry, I don't, I don't mean to kind of interrupt and take back the, the reins just for a second, but um, I, I just, reading ahead a little bit of the dialogue here, and then I've got um, some actual facts for you. Um, the next part then on the back of Trump's response. What about pre-existing conditions, Chris Wallace says. All of the things we've done is Trump's response, so it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But Vice President Biden then says he has not done health care. Trump then says, I'll give you an example. So here we go. Trump is now going to absolutely put into fact for us. Here's a fact from the president or a, a example from the president. I'll give you an example. Insulin. It was destroying families, destroying people. The cost. I'm getting it for so cheap, it's like water. You want to know the truth? So cheap. Take a look at all of the drugs that we're doing. Prescri prescription drug prices... We're going to allow our governors now to go um, uh, to go to other countries to buy drugs because when they pay just a tiny fraction of what they do, of what we do, sorry. Um, okay, let me now quickly tell you that the cost of insulin in the U.S. Uh, retails for roughly three hundred dollars a vial. So it's you know so cheap. It's like water basically. It's the same cost as water. So um, three hundred dollars a vial um, when water is what. I, I have to quickly put this into context for mm. Americans. If you have diabetes in Australia, the depending what the packaging it comes in changes the price. But I know for a fact that my dad's diabetic medication is probably about $30 for like a box that lasts him two months. Yeah. But also, you have to think of this in the context of Trump's somewhat a billionaire, I guess. I mean, he's in a lot of debt with his... um, But he's Taxes. in a lot of debt, but somehow he's a, he's a billionaire somehow. Um. And so, if you think about this, he says that insulin is now the cost of basically as cheap as water. What What is he drinking if insulin is $300 a vial? Is he drinking, like, Fiji or something like that? Fiji water or something? <laughs> Do you know when you used to go to, like, carnivals Clearly and fairs as a kid? Clearly not hitting up the Evian. <laughs> you know when you used to go to carnivals I, I, and fairs as a kid yeah. and, like, um, the water used to cost $4 a bottle? Yep. Yeah. My grandmother had this saying that it was like the water is being poured through a fountain of gold. That's why it's so expensive. <laughs> like she's she now, was just, it was used to get the shit with it. Now what what I what again I don't appreciate here. So again, if you're a Trump fan, let me know how I'm incorrect in reading this. Tell me how my understanding of this is incorrect. So Trump made the leap, the giant leap, the Grand Canyon style leap from saying that insulin is so cheap even though it costs about $300 and the price hasn't actually changed since before his administration. So somehow it's much cheaper now, even though it's the same price. However, are you talking about the little asterisk that Trump should have basically held up above his head when he makes any sort of statement in, in saying this? Trump has, however, cut insulin costs for a small subset of seniors only. In March, his administration announced a plan to cap what seniors pay at the pharmacy counter to $35 a month, which is incredible. Absolutely, that's incredible. However, that perk is only available to a fraction of seniors enroll, en enrolled in certain very pricey private insurance plans. So therefore, his fact has an asterisk above it, which actually undoes itself and makes it probably more expensive than it was in the first place. Well, not just that. The only so, people who can afford that kind of fancy private health insurance are already rich enough to afford the medicine. Exactly. So, so yeah. can you, as a 
again, I'm not being biased here because, again, I don't like Biden and we'll get to why Biden made many mistakes shortly. Mm. But how can you tell me or explain to me, please, how I'm incorrect in understanding? Again, I'm not asking you now to say, yeah, but Biden, I'm not asking for that sort of answer. I want to know, how am I reading that incorrectly in Trump's claim that he's brought insulin down to be as cheap as water, which is what he said. I didn't say that. That's his words. And if you say it's a metaphor, Trump says exactly what he means. And we'll get to that shortly, why we know exactly what he means. Trump said it's as cheap as water, asterisk, only for seniors. He didn't say this part. I'm now telling you this part. Only for seniors if they are on a very expensive um, insurance plan. So... He basically lied, essentially. If you don't agree with me, that's totally fine, but you're incorrect in your summation. He lied, because it's not as cheap as water. He's only available to a certain group of people that are paying very, like a very expensive amount of money. So his idea for health plan is, unfortunately for Trump, in Biden's case, saying he doesn't have a health care plan, because he doesn't, because we're now three and a half years in, we still don't have anything. You two, continue, please. I'll be quiet for a while. Okay, well... Just, just on the last thing on the insulin paragraph that he made, I, correct me if I'm reading this incorrectly, but it sounds like he, what he's trying to say is he's sending out his governors to source out insulin from overseas, get overseas suppliers to keep the costs down for people in the US. Mm-hmm. Am I reading that correctly? Yes, you are, but I also don't yeah. understand that because governors are state they're state by state. They're not yeah, like it's not exactly. federal court. And so, if yeah. you can't, you can't ask your state government to do things for your, for a federal level because that's no. not how it works. Well, not for me- not for everything, but f- medication well, to- and price gouging and all that. That's definitely a federal government thing. It is, but to my understanding, in the US, there are certain states where where their laws are slightly different, and and some of them are allowed to do weird things that work outside of that. But I, I, I I'm confused on the same point you are. Like, how is it that he's saying that he's allowing his governors to go and outsource it from overseas and reduce the cost? I, I, I don't th- don't know how that works, TBH. I don't think I, I don't think that that's possible. It's very confusing. Um, Philip, in answer to your your two questions, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, in answer to your two questions previously, um, can can you refresh us very quickly on what the two questions were about Trump? Do you think he's doing a good job? Yeah. And do you believe his answer? No and no. Um, the. Th- I don't think he's doing a good job, mostly because I have yet to see him properly deliver on any of his promises, which has a, been a sticking point for four years now with me that I was all Both for of seeing, us, me too. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, this is the thing. You and I have been talking about this since before he got into office, and we've yet to see that wall. <laughs> That's, it always comes back to the damn wall. He's built, four, he's built four miles of new wall and replaced existing wall, meaning he's done sweet FA for the wall. That's that's what a homeowner does to a rental property. I'm, I'm exactly. sorry. <laughs> um, but, but no, I, I don't believe... I don't believe him because if he 
was really going to go up against Big Farmer, would he have prepared them when he apparently spoke to them the other day about the promise of having a vaccine in the coming weeks, which is something we're going to get to very shortly in this in this discussion. But it, it just... He contradicts way too often. And I have never... I have never gone out and said that I am opposed to, to him in any real way. I, I'm all for seeing anyone achieve something better for themselves and for their country and whatever else but he constantly reminds me of someone like where where you just see the potential in them and then they just don't do it and and you you go to them it's like going to a child and going i'm not mad i'm just very disappointed oh i'm just mad i don't think he has any potential i just think he's a failed hollywood celeb that didn't really kick off anything and just got his dad to buy him a bunch of hotels that's it. I'd like to. Th- I'd like. He's like. To he's like Paris Hilton's. There. He's like Paris Hilton's personality, the fake one. If like she was a white oh. ri- white man, that's pretty much it. Bianca. Oh, let's be honest. Bianca, she's she's got more talent and success than him. Pretty much. <laughs> Realistically. And she can act better. Now this is. <laughs> this now is this is in this is um yeah well well done this is uh basically. Now my jab at Biden. So Oh, this part was if, fucking hilarious though. If which is go. the very next part which is the very next part. So so um this is straight after Trump's um answer essentially. Um now yes. uh, look, I think that if, if Biden was to to me have won the debate, I think he won the debate, but I think if he would have to slam dunked this very easy debate, basically someone spewing false information which can't be be backed up that is actually incorrect on a fact checker um and who is basically being quite childish in debate let's be honest as in shouting over everyone and best talking loudly um to win the debate all i think you have to do as a bare minimum is not respond to their statements and only wait for um chris wallace to either repeat the question that biden that that, um, trump has or ask his own questions never respond to trump because i think that that would be wrong because trump is just trying to antagonize him biden i think showed his age here though so, uh, okay, let's have a look at this then. So, um, Chris Wallace, in responding to Trump, um, sir, you'll be you'll be happy about this. I'm about to pick up one of your points to ask Vice President, which is he points out that you would like to add a public option to Obamacare. Yes, and the argument that he makes and the other Republicans make that is that it's going to end private insurance. It, it, it's not, says Biden. If I start asking the question, Chris Wallace, um, that's not what your party says, by the way, says Trump, and it and it and it will end private insurance and create government um, takeover of health. Blah, blah blah. Biden gives his answer. Um, President Trump then says, "Joe, you agreed with Bernie Sanders, who's far left, on a manifesto we call it, and that gives you socialized med- uh, med- uh, socialized medicine." Biden, look, hey, President Trump, um, you're saying you didn't didn't agree. Vice President Biden, I'm not going to listen to him. The fact of the matter is, I beat Bernie Sanders, President Trump, not by much. Vice President Biden, I beat I, I beat him by a hell of oh a lot. God, Here we go, President Here Trump, uh, President Trump, not by much. Vice President Biden, I'm here standing facing you, old buddy, here President Trump. If Pocahontas, if Pocahontas would have left two days early, you would have lost every primary. Vice President Ooh. Joe Biden, all he knows how to do on Super Tuesday, you got very lucky. Um, President Trump interrupts. Vice President Biden, look. 
here's the deal. I got very lucky. I'm going to get very lucky tonight as well, President Trump, with what? Vice President Biden. And tonight I'm going to make sure President Trump with what? Vice President Biden. <sighs> because here's the deal. Here, here's the deal. The, 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 fact, the fact is that everything he's saying so far is simply a lie. And I'm not here to call out his lie. Everybody knows he's a liar. President Trump. But you agree, Joe, you're the liar. You graduated last in your class, not first in your class. Vice President Biden. God, I want to make sure. Mr. President, can you let him finish, sir? Vice President Biden. No, he doesn't know how to do that, President Trump. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Go ahead, Joe. Vice President Biden. The wrong guy, the, 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 wrong, the wrong guy, the wrong night at the wrong time, President Trump. Listen, you agreed with Bernie Sanders in the manifesto, Vice President Biden. There is no manifesto. Number one. Chris Wallace. Please let him speak, Mr. President. <laughs> Joe Biden. Number two, President Trump. He just lost the left. President, uh, Vice President Biden. Number two, President Donald Trump. You just lost the left. You agreed with Bernie Sanders uh, on the plan, and you absolutely agreed to the uh, to to and under the plan. Cross dog, blah blah blah. They call it socialized medicine. Chris Wallace, Mr. President. Vice President <laughs> Biden. I'll tell oh, you what. He is not he, not for any help for people needing health care. President Trump, who is Bernie? So blah, 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 we're going on and on and on. Look, to me, Biden lost in this exchange. Um, Trump already lost. Trump's, I'm not, I don't mean this as in he is in general, but Trump in this situation is a loser. He is already lost and he knows he's lost because he's being childish and shouting and crying and you know throwing the toys out of the pram. Absolutely. Biden could have won this so easily and walked all over Trump here by just standing there saying, no, Chris... I need you to moderate him. I will not respond while he is talking absolute rubbish. And then say your answer. Or just say your answer and ignore him. But I think Biden showed his age here enormously by fumbling and stumbling and not being able to kind of keep up with Trump and his very childish shouting, basically. I, I also Trump, agree that um, he showed his age because he, rather than... Rather than roll with the punches, he kind of got yeah, stuck he, he, in the old traditional debate style, which is fair. Yeah, yeah. He's, I have to say, like, if I had been trained to debate and do political things properly, and then someone came in and threw the entire rule book out and just acted like a child, I too would be mm. flustered. But someone who, mm. but that's just because I'm also a nervous wreck half the time. But someone who is a bit more, or supposed to be more, you know, poised and ready for this kind of stuff. Someone who might have been a bit mm. younger than Biden and learnt how to roll with punches a bit better than the old school. This is how we do it. This is how we've always done it. Format might have been able to go with it a bit more and just like either ignored him or figured out what to do. Like. That, yeah, yeah. I, I think if it, I think if it was Buttigieg, for example, um, or even Warren, I think that they would have been able to stand with it and go with it a bit more and play by Trump's rules a little bit more. Um, I'm just going to throw this out there. Or discounted it. I'm just going to throw this out there. He needed a woman to like argue against really hard. But I, I just think that Trump. I, I think that that Trump. Again, I think Trump lost this part of the debate enormously. Oh, yeah. But I don't think Biden won it. E Biden didn't win it either because he didn't pick up the easy win. No. He, he, he fell apart too. So Trump didn't win it, but Biden no, didn't I agree. win it either. It's but like Biden America just lost. lost it by less. 
yeah i i think yeah. if you look at it, it let's let's say there was um let let's say this is a game basically where either either one of them is on a um bungee cord and there's a plate in the middle with a meal on it like a dinner on the meal Trump didn't even start running towards that plate to try and outdo the bungee cord, and Biden got there, took a swipe at the table, and knocked everything off the table, and then flew back again. Like he didn't, he didn't take any of the prizes either. Exactly. Um, yeah, and and I think that it was a, basically a slam dunk. In fact, I think that that in this case it would be that Biden's rope was actually undone, but he didn't realize it, took a swipe, and then gave up, and then fell over on his own accord. Um, yeah. Yeah, he he didn't win this. No. Should we move on to the next question? Wait, before we oh do, because I think, I think ad- this is still a part of it. Are we going to address the, the Pocahontas thing? Oh, the Pocahontas oh. thing. Oh, my Look, God. I-, I just find that not only childish, but gross. Like, just don't. Like, you don't have to be a dick. It just shouldn't have existed. <sighs> no, it was, again, it was... It was, it was Trump losing and basically saying, I'm taking you with me. Okay, but this is basically the first part where Biden starts to actually properly lose it at Trump, mm. where he's like, God, I just want to make sure. And then he's, he's trying to talk. And he's like, no, he just, he doesn't know how to... Wallace goes, Mr. President, can you let him finish? And Trump, Biden's like, no, he doesn't know how to do that. Like, <laughs> like he doesn't. We've, we've and then, still got and- a few Biden crackers coming, though. Yeah, and then we go to the next question, which is, again, to Biden. Wallace is trying real hard to get a word in here. Goes, all right, I have one final question for you, Mr. Vice President. If Senate Republicans, we were, if Senate Republicans, we were talking originally about the Supreme Court here. If Senate Republicans go ahead and confirm Justice Barrett, there has been one talk about ending the filibuster or even packing the court adding to the nine justices there. You called this a distraction by the president, but in fact, it wasn't brought up by the president. It was brought up by some of your Democratic colleagues in the Congress. So then this is where Biden is trying to answer the question (laughs) about why, about his um, position on the Supreme Court and how they're going to, they're trying to, it looks like the Republican Party is trying to stack the Supreme Court with Republican judges, um, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Wallace is trying to needle Biden, but then Trump just shoots himself in the foot because he didn't actually have to say anything. Biden could have completely mm-hmm. fucked himself over on this question, but Trump interrupts. <laughs> Go, Wallace goes, so my question to you is, you have refused in the past to talk about it. Are you willing to tell the American people tonight whether or not you will support either ending with a filibuster or packing court? Biden starts, whatever the position I take on, that will become the issue. The issue is the American people should speak. You should go out there and vote. You're in voting now. Vote and let your senators know how strongly you feel. Vote now. Make sure you, in fact, let the people know. He's saying he wants everyone to vote and then he'll decide, which is not a non-political answer, which is fine. If that always happens. And then Trump interrupts. He goes, he doesn't want to answer the question. Biden's like, I'm not going to answer the question because... Why won't you answer the question? The question is that it says crosstalk, which says every five minutes. Trump, the radical left, Biden, would you shut up, man? Yes. Now, a round of applause right there because I think that, that everyone was, loved that everyone 
Uh, so a part of this thing was whoever was in the audience wasn't supposed to clap or cheer or whatever, but you could just hear this collective cheer go across America because it was like, oh, my God, yes, please just shut up. Because Biden effectively shot himself in the foot with that answer. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. He, he just basically did a political answer of not going to talk about that now. That's for later. I'm not going to answer the question. I'm not going to say it either way. Um, st- sitting on the fence for that one. And then Trump kept into, if Trump had left it, that would have hung in the air awkwardly. That would have been his answer. He would have been in the shithouse. But then, because Trump interrupted, Biden saved the entirety of America from listening to Trump again and said, would you shut up? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where he won the election. <laughs> he won the, not the one in the election, sorry, he won the debate. That's why people think he won the debate. You know, it, it's, it's, um, I think that Biden was right to basically call out Trump as, as aggressively as that in the sense that he said, shut up, man. Um, and I do agree that I think that in many ways there was a round of applause across America. But if, if you're a Trump supporter, I know what you're probably thinking, which is, no, 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 that was really disrespectful of Biden to say something like that. Um, but also that Trump is just using a political tactic here, which is to distract his opponent. And Trump absolutely won this. But he really didn't, because it's not a debate. If this was a, if this was a wrestling match or if this was an argument, then sure. But it's a debate, and if you don't respect the concept of debate, tell Trump not to show up then. Or why did Trump show up? Because this wasn't a debate. It was really childish, and this is no doubt. Unfortunately, fans of Trump, I do blame you in some ways for his attitude or his his the way he acts, because you've egged him on to this point where he thinks he can walk all over the country. You think that he's doing it for you, but I don't think he thinks that. I think he's doing it because you guys like what he's doing. It's a bit like a kid riding a bike, you know, and muddying up someone's backyard and having the neighbor leaning over the fence going, yeah, you're doing awesome. While the parents are inside, no doubt about to crack the shits and cry because their yard's ruined. But you're egging them on. You're egging, and unfortunately, a child on here in many ways because he's acting childish in this Mm. debate. Um... Should we move on to the next question, or, or here's my my um, thoughts on this. I'm I'm thinking that this because it's a, a hefty debate. I think we should do maybe one more question. I think we should wrap ourselves up for the week, and then we should uh, we should crack on discussing it. But I think we should give the audience a little bit of a, a wait till next week to hear the second half of our breakdown. But at least get three questions in. I agree. I'm in for that. Okay. Bianca, would you like to give us the next question? So the next question is uh, they – so that that ends the first segment of the mm-hmm. presidential debate um, with mm-hmm. – it ends on Biden saying this is so unpresidential. Um, yep. <laughs> and, like, Trump going – Trump laughing and going – oh, sorry. It ends with Biden saying this is so unpresidential. Wallace goes, we have ended this segment. We are going to go to the second segment Trump was like, well, that was really productive, wasn't it? And Biden goes, keep yapping, man. Keep yapping. Uh, I, what a, what a, just quickly on that, just really quickly on that point, that's probably the worst answer from Trump because it's his fault that it went absolutely nowhere. But he's not. But again, it shows his, his arrogance. And again, if you're a Trump supporter, please tell me how I'm wrong here. It shows his arrogance that he, had, he was in no way willing to take any responsibility for the fact that because of him it went absolutely nowhere. Yep. They've just spoken circles. So then Wallace comes in and goes, second subject is COVID-19, which is an awfully serious subject, so let's try to be serious about it. 
We've had more than 7 million cases of coronavirus in the United States and more than 200,000 people have died. Have died. But even after we produce a vaccine, experts say that it could be months or even years before we come back to anything approaching normal. My question for both of you is based on what you have said and done so far uh, and what you have said you would do starting in 2021. Why should the American people trust you more than your opponent to deal with this public health crisis going forward? In this case, the question goes to you first, sir. Two minutes uninterrupted. So now it's Biden gets to go first. Yep. Uh, so B- Biden's first words. Good luck. <laughs> oh now, uh, Drew, do you want to take this one? How do you think it went? Or Bianca, how do, how do you think this one went for I was just going to say, this them? is a really serious topic and it still wasn't dealt with seriously. No, not at all. This actually descended even further into ridiculousness than the previous one did. Yeah. They um, had no, no respect, no care. Yeah. Uh, I read something terrible tonight about COVID. Um, someone on Reddit posted up a question and I will link it on my Twitter, BeerKing93. Um, basically where someone on Reddit goes, how did coronavirus affect you? And this person's talking about how they went to they their family lives in Florida. They were living in New York, but they moved back to Florida to take care of their parents so that their parents wouldn't have to go outside um, and you know get in contact with anything. And then the story just goes and talks about how they lost each of their family members to coronavirus. Um, not each of them, sorry, both of their parents and their aunt and just some terrible things, how they got coronavirus and they couldn't see their parents. It's a heartbreaking story and it really clicks into the fact about the ignorance of people and it talks about how heartbreaking it was to hear people not talking about it seriously during this election. Mm. Stupid thing, but that's why I just thought this entire section was poor. No, no good answers here. No. No, the fact that they go back and forth in paragraphs, and mm. and I don't think we notice it as much when we're watching it or listening to it, but when when you see it transcribed, you realize, yeah, just how much is there. And if you look over Biden, Biden just dives straight into numbers. Mm-hmm. That's that's his go-to, and look, whatever works, that's fine. And then he refers back to the fact that he had given suggestions for how it should be handled months ago and then refers back to something that a lot of people have referred back to and that is that the president had repeatedly stated when this first arose that this would all be over shortly, that he didn't want to cause a panic and obviously we now have a very serious matter on our hands and people are panicking because they were not adequately prepared for it. And absolutely. Yeah. I I feel like, yes, it's great that he, he said some of these things, but also a lot of this just went without saying. And if you're going to dive in, giving that much information in front of Trump, there is no question. Trump's going to give back in in full 
and sure enough, th- this uh, is where it descends. It, the two of my, them. My. Yep. Go on. Sorry. My my issue, Drew, though, is that, and and I think that that's the issue with the debate as well. And again, you know, I hate to do it, but but Trump's ability to debate or um or his attitude in the debate was that so Biden came in there with really heavy numbers, which are kind mm. of like. Again, as you say, go without saying kind of stuff. Like, we get it. We understand the situation we're in. Um, and I do think that the president has to be held accountable for how poorly the U.S. did handle it. But he left himself wide open for Trump to come at him with, unfortunately, very Trump way of responding, which is to give no facts, just opinion, and along the lines of, I heard someone say, meaning it's not him saying it, someone else has said it, so therefore it's no burden of proof on himself um and biden then faced the the wrath of it again like trump's response if we would have listened to you the country would have been left wide open millions of people would have died not two hundred thousand, and one person is too much it's china's fault it should never have happened they stopped it going in but it was china's fault and by the way when you talk about numbers you don't talk about how many people died in china you don't talk about russia in india they don't give you exact straight numbers. Um, and, and again, that that's something where we just... That's that's old news. We already assumed that like, the whole world is going, yep, yeah, we, we mm. know that those numbers are probably not factual here, but we've got to go with what we have. India can't count first. I just have to quick think. They do yep. not physically have the means to no, calculate how many people have died. So no what, what I heard America as well is, is a Western I, developed country, according to what they what I, say about themselves. They shouldn't have What I hate problems. as well, I hate that Trump then brings Dr. Fauci into this, who we, if you remember, mm. when Trump was giving one of his speeches about coronavirus, even though he had literally just said, do not touch your face, Dr. Fauci said that, then chose to put his head in his hands because he was so shocked at how unbelievably ridiculous the things the president was saying were that's dr fauci the expert here yep but trump somehow had the nerve to say in fact dr fauci said president trump saved thousands of lives dr fauci doesn't think that at all he thinks trump's done a terrible job at this that's why trump literally discounts what and again it's interesting that he uses facts or opinions when it works works for him he thinks fauci's a piece of shit and a failure and has completely undermined his entire presidency and makes him look stupid, and therefore he talks shit about Fauci all the time. Tweets shit about Fauci. Yet suddenly, tweets shit about Fauci, and now that, you know, he knows that the left are watching, and therefore he wants to try and get them on board so that he wins the election, he says, no, Dr. Fauci thinks I'm a legend. Why are you talking about Dr. Fauci if you have no opinion of him whatsoever, and he has no opinion of you whatsoever, and has never said this? Like, why are you doing this? But anyway, he just... Yeah, and I think that Trump really didn't do a good job here, um, and I don't think Biden did a very good job here either. I think that they both... um, Biden should have gone after... should have been less about the numbers, which we know are terrible, and should have been more about why... more answering the question, essentially. Why has Trump not done a good job, and, and how would you do a good job? And instead, he just... he used his time talking about things that we already... we know. I know that he was trying to put it into perspective, but I don't think it came across... Um, and especially after the first part, knowing your opponent and knowing that your opponent's going to, one, interrupt you and two, undermine everything that you say, I don't think that he went for the jugular like he should have, Biden, in his first two minutes, and he it, it felt more, not as a rehearsed answer, because it wasn't rehearsed, because he didn't get the questions beforehand, like a lot of right-wing media think he did, um, that didn't happen, 
I just think that, uh, yeah, he he didn't go all in that he should have um, and made Trump look more guilty in the situation than he was. So Trump definitely escaped there. And Trump didn't win either because he just attacked Joe as a person rather than the situation. And he didn't make himself... I also want to keep saying that Trump keeps talking about, like, just we could do three episodes on all the lies. Like, it's ridiculous. But mm. Trump kept saying that he insisted on closing the country. That's not true. By the time he insisted on closing the country, the virus was already running rampant in the States. Mm-hmm. Well, again, remember he left Remember he left um, the borders open to Scotland and, and England because he was opening a new golf club in Scotland. Yeah. Yeah, that, that happened. Tell, that, you know, again, that, that that's that's not acceptable, and you can't dispute that because that's literally what happened. Um, I love where he goes... I, I, again. Mm. Uh, sorry, uh, yawning. Um, he goes, in fact, people that would not necessarily be on my side said that President Trump did a phenomenal job. No one did. No one ever said that. We did. In fact, I've never, I've never seen a president that has been shot down at any opportunity more than than trump no one ever said that's no one that's not on trump's side ever said that he's doing a good job no one would give him those brownie points and also it's because he's not done a good job now it continues on that he starts pulling out the fact that um people died during the swine flu that did happen mm-hmm. oh yeah um then then Biden pulls out 14,000 people died, not 200,000. There was no economic recession. They got out the vaccine as soon as they could. Um, mm-hmm. Then that goes on. They descend into uh, more madness, absolute madness. Just quickly, just quickly, Bianca, Trump made the point to say then after the 14,000 people died, not 200,000 people. Trump said a far less lethal disease, by the way. Technically speaking, that's correct because two hundred thousand people died on the coronavirus, not fourteen thousand. So technically speaking, that's correct, but factually speaking, it it's not more lethal than the other. They are both terrible diseases. It's just that one is now claimed more because less was done about it. So it, Trump, in it, some it's ways, it's not just that. The foot there. The, it, it, it. So the coronavirus, and this is getting off the topic. Coronavirus and the swine flu virus are both similar strains of the same virus but we Mm. already have so do you know how every year we have a new strain of flu yep and we get a new strain of vaccine flu vaccine we have to get a flu vaccine every year and that flu Mm -hmm. vaccine has been developed for those particular strains um we don't have a the coronavirus is so mutated and abnormal compared to what we know about a coronavirus because the coronavirus we've seen before, like it's not a new virus that just came up out of nowhere. This no, particular predecessors like SARS mm. and MERS. Yeah, this particular strain of it is so mutated from what we know that we don't have a vaccine for it at all. We weren't prepared for it. It's a new super strain. Mm. The swine flu that got out, we had a vaccine already in place for that swine flu. But what had happened was that we had an ex- it had broken out in an area that they hadn't expected it to break out in. Does that make some more sense? Yeah, it was a worst case scenario. Yeah, it, it, it's like it's like so if we have a particular thing of flu here in Sydney. And say, this is say, you know, all borders were open. I 
went to the States. I had a particular strain of flu. I took that strain of flu to Greece. Um, I made all my cousins sick. None of them were prepared to get that flu because none of them had been prepared with that flu vaccine because they hadn't predicted me to get there. That's what happened with the swine flu effectively, whereas coronavirus is in a completely new strain that no one could predict. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So that's additionally um, why there are different deaths. I'm not saying that no one can say that the coronavirus is Trump's fault. It's not. It's, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one could have Absolutely predicted not. it got this bad, but his response to it was not what it should have been. But this is where I was getting up to. No. So, like, he then goes on to talk to Biden. They, 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 they cross-talk. There's a lot of arguing. Um, tr- Biden goes, we trust Dr. Fauci. Uh, Trump then pulls out, you don't trust Johnson & Johnson and Pfizer, which are drug companies. This is I wouldn't. <laughs> well, yeah, true. <laughs> I would tr- trust Dr. Fauci over private companies which only have their best interest at stake, to be honest. This is where it starts getting confusing because like, he mentions them and they talk about... Um, well, it, it moves on kind of to the next question where Wallace goes... Two questions I'm going to ask you. Focusing on the future first, future first, President Trump, you have repeatedly either contradiction or been at odds with some of your government's own top scientists. The week before last, the head of the Center of Disease Control, Dr. Redford, Redfield, sorry, said it would be summer before the vaccine would become general available to the public. You said that he was confused and mistaken. Those were your words. Yeah, Trump says. But Dr. Slough, <laughs> but Dr. Slough, I'm sorry if I mispronounced this. The head of your Operation Warp Speed, which is a weird name to call any operation, has said exactly the same thing. Are they both wrong? So Warp Speed is the operation they're using to get the vaccine out, just so people know. Um, well, I've spoke. Trump then comes out, and because we're speaking about Johnson and Johnson and Pfizer, goes, well, I've spoken we to the go. companies, and we can have it a lot sooner. It's a very political thing because people like this would rather make it political than save lives. Biden... God. <laughs> it is a very when he had these these meetings, these are the same ones where he said, by the way, I'm gonna go up against you on all the eighty to ninety percent drug cost. Oh yeah, no, same But meetings. also but also give us a vaccine. So Trump goes, it is a very political oh. thing. I've spoken to Pfizer, I've spoken to all the people that you have to speak to. We have great Moderna, Moderna Johnson and Johnson and others. They can go faster than by a lot. It, I have to quickly say Johnson and Johnson is still in legal proceedings in the United States because their talcum powder gave people their talcum powder. The American version had asbestos in it and gave people cancer. Yeah. Let's just yep. glance over that for a second. It's become very political because the left, or I don't know if you'd call them the left or Wallace. So you're suggesting that your head of operation warp speak, Dr. Slough. I disagree with him. Trump says, yeah, no, I disagree with both of them. And he didn't say that he couldn't, he said it could be there, but it could also be much sooner. I had him in my office two days ago. Wallace, he talks about the summer, sir, before it's generally available, just like Dr. Redfield. Trump, he said it's a possibility. We'll have the answer before November 1st. It, is, it also could be after that. So he's not actually giving a time frame. <laughs> Say, no. it could be November 1st. It could be after November 1st. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's going to be at some point, which is still not an answer. Wallace. Well, the definition of vague, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, so bad. I'm talking about when it's general available, not when 
Well, we're going to deliver it right away. We have the military all set up. Logistically, they're all set up. We have our military that deliver soldiers, and they can do 200,000 a day. Now, I feel like he plucked that number out of how many people died. Like, Yeah, it's <laughs> like that was the last number on his yeah, mind, and he just last, wanted to reuse yeah, it. Last number on his mind. Yeah, they're going to be Biden. This is the same man, Trump. It's all set up. Who told Biden? Who told you by Easter this would all be gone away by the warm weather? It would be gone, miraculous, like a miracle. And by the way... <laughs> And that, funnily enough, for Biden, who's like, is a bumbling old man for a lot of this, that yep. is a direct quote that he remembered. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Trump said. He goes, it's going to be miraculous, like a miracle. And by the way, <laughs> Biden continues, maybe you could inject some bleach into your arm and you would take care of it. This is the same man. And Trump President goes, Trump, that was said sarcastically. <laughs> and you know that that was said sarcastically. Now, just quickly... That is in direct contradiction to what Trump said about that when he said, I never said that. That's fake news. I never said that. Yet here he is saying, I did say that, but I said it sarcastically. That was said sarcastically. What is it, Trump? <laughs> what is it? This entire thing was a descent into madness. Like, you can't watch this and think, this is normal people conversing. Uh, I just, I don't get it. Um, oh. Honestly. And, and look. And I think in this segment, I think now, coming back to it, now Biden's starting to take the win or starting to get extra points here because he is starting to actually go after. Whereas I think that Trump is maybe looking a little bit more um, defensive, but not giving a good defense. I think Biden's now going a little bit on the attack and landing some punches, Mm. Um, especially like, for example, the direct quote. And I think that he is right Again, Trump can ha- can say whatever he wants. You know, I had them in my office two days ago. No, I don't agree with them, but I had them in my office and I totally believe what they just said to me two days ago in my... You know, like, he's just contradicting himself and no one else. It's almost like he's arguing with his own points in some ways. So I think now Biden's starting to take take the lead or the, the win here in, in this, this topic, that's for sure. Um, not during the first part, but now I think he is starting to, to turn it around. Yeah, he's finding um, his footing a little bit, isn't think, he? Yeah, yeah, I think he's almost... Starting to understand what what term he has to battle Trump on, I guess. Um, should we leave it there? I think we should, because in some ways, look, I can tell you that the rest of this discussion that happens um, is basically continues to be back and forth um, as we get into open discussion, essentially, um, continues to be back and forth on and on and on. Um, and, and basically, Trump positioning it as, do you trust this person? Biden saying, yes, I do. Chris Wallace then saying, hang on, Trump, just be quiet for a second. Then, you know, it gets on and on and on. It gets to the point where it says, um, it got to a point where Senator Harris uh, tried to discount someone as well, and then Biden had to defend them as well. Um, And it just continued. And again, we have a Mr. President happening in there as well. And again, we get a, in 47 years, you haven't done that. And then Biden says, well, let's have this debate. Um, and then, then Chris Wallace says, we'll get to the economy in the next segment because Biden then, uh, sorry, Trump tries to discuss the, the, uh, um, economy. We keep going back and forth. It continues to be back and forth. Trump continues to just throw out insults basically, or, or ways to, um, get under Joe Biden's skin, including vice president Joe Biden then saying, will he shush for a minute? Um, and then we keep going, uh, continues to be back and forth back and forth back and forth back Trump and forth, tells back and forth. Joe that he probably plays more golf than he does yeah exactly and then we get to the point where Chris Wallace says all right I want to move on to another because it's a political thing says Trump I want to move on to another subject 
and then Vice President says, I want to respond to that, and Chris, uh, Chris says, I want to move on. President says, but those states, and Chris Wallace says, gentlemen, let's move on to another subject. And that's where I'm going to leave it there. I think we should wrap it up because we've gone way over time. Just like the debate did in many ways. I was meant to go to sleep because it was in the middle of the night and it went over time, that's for sure. So we're going to leave it there. Uh, we'll have, yes. You've, you've left it there, but the, the next line is, I've got to respond to that. Yeah. We will respond to the whole thing. We will. Uh, on the next edition of no, Kids in the Steering Team. But before we get there, we have to give out a sick hint of the week. Wait. Yep. And we have to do the what the quote, which is really easy. We do. And I yes, actually have written so it down for a do, change. So Yes. Let's do what the quote first. The what the quote last week was Hi, I like shorts. They're comfy and easy to wear. It was suggested to us by Carmen and it kept in with last week's theme of Nintendo, and that's from youngster Ben in Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow, Gold and Silver. He's in all of those. Yep. Well done, Carmen, for that suggestion and well done to anyone that got that one. Um, given that it's a two-parter, I'm thinking maybe we leave off the what the quote just for this week because we don't have to remember it for next week. Um, Can we just give out resume. our favourite quote of this week instead? Yeah. Oh, okay. Our favourite quote of the week. Drew, fire it away for us, please. Will you just shut up, man? Amen. Absolutely. Our sick end of the week, though, <laughs> we're all in agreement. We think that it should go to Chris Wallace because he probably yep. had the hardest time of anyone. A lot of people have oh. been giving him shit for his ability to moderate this i don't think it's his fault that it kind of again turned so pear-shaped because no one expected trump to be talking that much and also chris wallace didn't have the ability to turn off the microphones um i believe that there's oh. been some conversations about um the next debate in fact they've already been some some discussions with the um the committee about how to handle it um yeah but i think chris wallace I, don't, I don't place. think um pence and harris are going to be no, there's not no. going to be as much no. shouting, that's for sure. But in saying that, I, I have seen some really funny memes about how it should have been a mute Zoom meeting so that they could mute. <laughs> yeah, that would be brilliant. Um, uh, look, I don't think a brownie point goes to Chris for the fact that he's from Fox News and the fact that he was able to be so unbiased, I thought. That's not mm. a brownie point. I just appreciate no, the fact that he was unbiased. Exactly, and I think Chris Wallace is in many ways one of the most unbiased people at Fox News. But nonetheless... Um, I appreciate the unbiasedness, and I do appreciate the way he he, he did um, retort to Trump that, you know, Trump was the bigger talker and the bigger issue here in terms of talking over people. So I appreciate that he gave shit when he had to give shit. Um, yeah, I think that he should do it because that looked like one of the hardest jobs I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how you, you, you keep up with that. I would have just killed them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um... Okay, well, in that case, that's the end of the episode. Thank you very much for listening. We will be back next week with part two of the presidential debate <laughs> breakdown, because why the hell not? It's brilliant. Um, yep. Yeah, let us know if there's any topics or quotes you want us to read out directly. We'll happily do that. Until next week, everyone. Drew. Yep.
obligation. 